Justin here. And Shad. And you're now listening to the IFNZ Podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to visit our website at ifnzpodcast.com for upcoming episodes, new release news, and our social media feeds. Also, for information on upcoming live shows, current news, and general interaction with us, you can reach us on Twitter at IFNZ Podcast, my personal one at RandomHeroXIX, and me at Shad Schubert. Also, check out ShadSchubert.com for weekly blog posts, music, and upcoming show dates for the Can't Get Rights. Thanks for listening, and as always, enjoy the show. When it's a nice day, maybe it's summer, maybe a holiday, maybe Fourth of July, maybe those strings moving just came out and your love will let them fiddle If you feel it, you'll see, let's take a moment and listen to the IFNZ Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to IFNZ Podcast, episode number 62. And uh, Hold on, got- wait, it's super important, I got something I gotta tell you. It's it's it's. Uh, okay. I don't even know if it's breaking news. It's but it's 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 news. It's uh, obviously pizza. important for you. You know you you yeah. You interrupted my I mean, whole segment that I was. I it's, had a it's, whole thing planned. <laughs> it's pizza news. I mean it's food news. It's it's the only thing. I mean I don't even know why we have anything else that we talk about on this podcast but food. I don't know because I clearly it's our I favorite. I literally thing. watch Food Network every single day. There's no excuse. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that on our last episode, or one of the most recent ones, uh, it was like the first hour was food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have a new article. <laughs> this article is from uh, Andy Kritza on The Thrillist. You are familiar with Thrillist.com? familiar with The Thrillist. Thank you to okay. my uh, Google News feed on my Pixel. <laughs> You're the illest. I think that's where this came from, too. Um, so this is the... Frozen pizzas ranked by how close to delivery they taste. Okay. And uh, there's a lot of them. There's 33, but we're, we're going to do the top 10 uh, because – actually, no, I changed my mind. We're going to do the top 15. Okay. Because I think there's a lot of odd brands and stuff on here that sure. we don't have necessarily locally. There's a lot of uh, so like I'm, I'm, food. I feel like I was going like to say that. I'm more or less concerned with hearing the ones that like maybe in like my local Walmart or local Kroger, you know – yeah, frozen or deli or wherever it may be. Absolutely. So we're gonna start with uh, we're gonna start with fifteen. Number fifteen, Tombstone Original. Really? So the Tombstone Original. That's f- number fifteen. How do you feel about Tombstone? Uh, I feel like I haven't had a Tombstone pizza in a long time, honestly. <laughs> but the last time that I had a Tombstone pizza, I can honestly wholeheartedly say that I feel like it wasn't really remarkable enough for me to say like, oh, this is this is close to delivery. Yeah. No, so we're talking delivery. We're we talking like this is like this is gonna be up there with like Pizza Hut or Domino's or places like that. Or are we talking about like an actual like I'm it's going I'm to going be, yeah. to get like fucking Quattro's deep band pizza from Carbondale, no. Illinois, five four nine five three two six. Not a sponsor. <laughs> no, I think this is comparative to delivery. So we're talking okay, just uh, you're your right. standard dish. Pizza okay, Hut, Domino's, you. yeah. Absolutely. So I feel like there's some uh, honestly there are a couple of frozen ones that I have personally had that could probably topple a lot of delivery ones legitimately if we're, if we're going with that route with it. Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. Um I agree with one of the reviews on this is that the sauce tastes a little bit like spicy ketchup. Um that's per, that's classic Tombstone, spicy yeah. ketchup sauce. Yep. Um moving on to 14, Tony's. So okay. Tony's is uh, I like their buttery crust. I like that it's a little flaky. Uh, that does it for me. Um, I had I, one recently though. It didn't I, do I it for me like that. Somebody said I can't remember if it was Tony's. Mandy would know if she if I got to ask her. But um, 
Tony's or some some one of these frozen pizza brands is the actual brand that they used to have for the uh, for the school pizzas. And at it, her school, no, like the school pizzas, like school, like pizza, the like square the, ones, the square ones, like it's really the same company, but they brand them and they they put them in the square slices for school specifically. Okay. And I gotcha. don't, I can't remember which company it is. I feel like now that you've said that, I feel like it's Tony's, but I I don't know that hmm. it might be Jack's. Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, okay. It's a name. Jax is good. Too. It's a regular name, not like not no, like, it's not, like a dude's name. Not like Red Baron or Tombstone. It's like either fucking Tony or Jack or Carl, <laughs> Carl, Carl's <laughs> <pizzas>. Bill's Pizza, <laughs> Bill's Pizzas. <laughs> All right, number thirteen is Amy's Cheese Pizza. So Amy's is like an organic brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can get that around here. Um, I've seen it in the Kroger's. Uh, They've got like the um, individual like dinners and stuff that they have. You know, like you'd be like, oh, it's yeah, broccoli and absolutely. cheese or something, but it's healthy for you. Yeah, I've never had Amy's Pizza, but now either. that it's number thirteen, I should try it because I like thirteens. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> valid. Uh, number twelve, Red Baron. Uh, oh, okay, here we go. Red Baron. It tastes like cafe cafeteria pizza, okay, but not the leathery self serve kind that's been sitting there all day just sweating. It's like fresh out of the oven cafeteria pizza. So maybe it is Red Baron. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I feel like it's Jack's now that I'm thinking about it. I feel it. like that it's a guy's name, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Jack's. But, I mean, it could be Bill's, well, it could be Bill's Pizza. Who knows? Bill, had, a, Bill had a pizza one I time. Mean, Baron is a name. You could, it is. I mean, have you, I, seen, have you seen the commercials for Red Baron recently? No. It's a lady dressed up in the uh, the, the Baron outfit, and it starts off, and I'm just, for out, out of the gate, I'm just like, she can't be a Baron because Barons are dudes. And then it actually almost <laughs> I, 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 well, I'm just almost remembered that like after I said that, whenever I watched the commercial again, if you watch it from the very very beginning, because I guess I must have missed that part, it actually has her like spinning around on one of those like little pedestal things, and underneath it, it's written in cursive and it says the Baroness. Ah, so it actually oh did that's say, right because there's a real cool metal band named Baroness. Is there? Yeah, I don't think I've listened. Yeah, to them. yeah, I I can't tell you what they sound like, but I. I've heard that they're cool. They sound, they sound like King Diamond. Perhaps. Yeah. I'm thinking more like, uh, I don't know. Number 11, Totino's. Often confused with Tostino's, yes. which is the chip brand, but mm-hmm. Totino's is the party pizza brand. Yep. Uh, I love a good Totino's I pizza. I do. Me and Mandy had uh, Totino's today for lunch here at the house. I will eat the, I'll eat the shit out of them. I'd, I'll eat two of them. Man, I uh, Betty ate the shit out of them. Like, literally, like, she forewent the crust and just ate the shit off the top. That was it. Ate the, oh, nice. Like, put nice. it in her mouth, sucked off the toppings, and then she spit out the crust. It, it's so good. It is I don't, good. I don't mind it. Uh, I'm. This is why I wanted to go to 15, because, like, there were some good ones right yeah, there, like, no, 11 to 15. It's absolutely warranted. You could go all day, and I would watch. <laughs> now it's gonna get a little weird. Okay. Uh, so number ten is Celeste Pizza for one. Celeste. I have pizza never for heard one. of Celeste Pizza for no, one. The only Celeste I've ever heard of is the video game, and I've yeah. not played it. Yeah. Um, they are. Let's read a little bit about it. Ever since 1969, Mama Celeste has resided in grocery freezers, but her Pizza for One boxes bringing comfort and solace to hungry people with a one dollar. A microwave and a dream. Nice. So, microwavable yeah. pizza, even. Microwavable. Who knew? I don't know. Who knew? Um, number nine, Trader Giados for Formaggi. Trader Giados is that like 
Trader, it's Trader, Trader Joe's, Joe's Pizza, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Check that, that would out. Be, that would be uh, your your Whole Foods option because that's what trade is that. Do they have Trader Joe's? Uh, stuff different at Whole store. Foods? Okay. A different store. Yeah. Trader Joe's is in St. Louis. It's like a block away. Okay. But uh, but yeah. I guess uh, then we got the Whole Foods then. We got number eight's Wild Mike's Ultimate Pepperoni, 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 Pepperoni. Wow, I like that. Um, they only have one pepperoni in the name, though. Okay, I thought it's yeah, just I thought the pizza like, that's got like a bunch of different things all around it. <laughs> Is this the pizza? What? Is this like the? Have you seen this in stores? Is this like the? No, that's the wild, wild Sicilian. What's the, the one with the, the screaming, mustache? You had screaming Sicilian. That's that one. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. Uh, I think maybe Wild Mike's has been around here. I don't, I might I don't know if I've ever seen it. I love uh, I love all the pepperonis on my pizza. So if it has as many as you said without it even saying <laughs> it on the box, it's got to be good. <laughs> Number seven is the California Pizza Kitchen Crispy Thin Crust. I didn't know they offered a crispy thin crust, but I like the idea of being able to get they one. They do, and they have a spinach feta one that is a crispy thin crust, and it is okay, the fucking yeah. jam. It is the bacon jam even. Is delicious. Nice. I don't know how I feel about bacon jam, but I'm, I, I'm yeah, I've it. not had bacon jam before, but I know they sell it at Walmart now too. So, who knew? We'll check that out. Yeah. Uh, number six, who Newman's own uncured pepperoni? Who Newman's? I was I was kind of playing off of when you said who knew, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Newman's own. I haven't had this pizza either, but I I mean I like more like natural organic kind of brands of stuff so i'm Newman's surprised i haven't tried this has uh k-cups and stuff and their coffee is so good yeah i, I agree I with really, that i really really like it so they got some pizza you should try it i might do that uh, here we go number five screaming sicilian holy Ooh, pepperoni shit that's what we had i had the mustache <laughs> on my nose remember that from episodes I, ago i do i do remember that <laughs> Uh, it was good. Number four, freshetta. I don't think I've had freshetta before. Well, you should. You had you, fresh- you fr- Forget it. Hey, I, don't, I, couldn't, right. I couldn't think of anything to go with it. I'm sorry. This is bad. <laughs> this is right. bad content. I'm I'm hard to play off of today. <laughs> Number three, signature select rising crest. Signature select is, I believe, a brand that Kroger carries. Is it? Um, it's like they're like oh yeah fancier no, kind of high it, end. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they've had a so, they've had a signature select like grape jam that I got before yeah. uh, for a PB and J, and it's actually really really good. I like their stuff that's in that collection. Nice. But that's number a sidebar. Two? That's number three. That's number three. Jeez, man. Yep. I'm missing that, out. They're high up there. I know we should be getting more of that. Uh, sidebar: Speaking of PB and J's, uh-huh. um, I recently tried to opt away from peanut butter. Okay. Uh, because I, it's so oily, it's giving me like bad indigestion and stuff. Okay. Uh, so I'm trying out almond butter. Yeah. And it doesn't have as great of a flavor as peanut butter at all. No, it's and honestly, it's not as oily, but it still I feel like has some content to it that's a little oiliness to it to me it does for sure um, but it's definitely not as harsh did you ever try the powdered peanut butter like the p2b or whatever it's called yeah i've had that i like that and it's, it doesn't seem like it has hardly any of the oiliness into it and everything hmm. at all but I, I i've had that as a quick snack when i used to work at verizon um some of that stuff mixed just... up with the water is all it is just like a little you can get them in like squeezy pouches that already have it like mixed together, like as a to-go thing. Uh, okay. Or yeah, you yeah. can get like little packs where you just open up like a little tray 
pour your water in it, mix it up, and then you can like dip crackers in it or whatever, and it's it's pretty good. Ah, I gotcha. Have you ever just like snorted the the peanut butter powder? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, an incredible high. You wouldn't believe. It's a uh, <laughs> shit, man. I don't even know. I snorted, right, I number... snorted that, and I ended up in Florida in somebody's meth lab, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> number two is DiGiorno, which I mean, that's the one that I mean, that's what they strive to do. It's not they delivery. strive to be. That's right, exactly. So, it's good that that they're there. They're at number two. That's where they should be sitting. Good that I they're can't there. say that I do it. <laughs> I can't I, I say like, that I, I like the rising have crust had. ones and the like. Cheese filled rising crusts are very good. Um, I would honestly, legitimately say it's very good quality for what it is. But I wouldn't rate it up there with. I mean, it. it you can definitely tell the difference between something that was fresh made from you for you from like Pizza Hut or something between that yeah. and that. I, I still probably would opt for Pizza Hut, honestly. But DiGiorno is good gotcha. to have in your freezer as like a go-to thing, I guess. But yeah. I, I honestly, now that you said that number three is the Kroger Select, it makes me want to actually try that one. I would get it. Yeah, me too. I agree. And then number one, and I'm curious if this one's around you, I, here. I was, gonna, I was like, if you say it's Great Values Pizza, I'm going to shit my pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's, a, it's a pizza called Home Run Inn classic pepperoni like a hotel home run in inn yeah um and so i guess these were kind of uh they're like, like a chicago area i feel like i've seen that at like maybe kroger honestly okay i just don't we didn't check pick it, it out but i never knew the name brand so yeah this is that. uh they're chicago based but they are getting into uh international markets and by international i mean national uh i don't know if they're like in india that you can get your yourself a home run in pizza but uh yeah so we'll have to check that out yeah that's uh sure. and that's that's our top 15 uh oven baked pizzas Dude, that you can get that are kind you know of like what? delivery that only took like important. that only took like one pizza a minute into this episode almost <laughs> we burnt through that that first 13 minutes and 28 seconds like it was nothing um we have it's more perfect. food news even you've tried something i've tried something that i didn't tell you that i tried so we can we can <gasps> swap some personal stories real quick about food if you want absolutely let me hear yours uh mine me and mandy and betty went to ihop to try the adams family menu we had a tasting if ah. you will um, we had the uh, the pancakes, the Wednesday's pancakes, and uh, was it Morticia's hot chocolate? I think it was. I believe so. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But we we sampled those and one of the the sweets and stuff versus the jalapeno omelet thing. That's like the Gomez spicy omelet thing or whatever it was. Did you do the Gomez omelet? Did not. No, no I did not. No, I did I not do it. Okay. I don't really like green chili stuff like that that much. Really, I, I added into I like you. stuff like soups and things like that. But I don't really dig it, like being as a big glopping topping on stuff. Um, a glopping topping. Glopping topping. Um, <laughs> so the pancakes were really good. You absolutely needed zero syrup because it was. Uh, I, I didn't even add butter to it. Like it was absolutely delicious. It, nice. Uh, so it was just two of their regular signature pancakes that had a uh, layer of basically what was cupcake icing spread over the whole top of it, and to do Killer. the to do the web, it was a uh, chocolate syrup across it and everything. And then a dollop of the purple uh, whipped topping stuff that they have that yeah. was on there. And it was really legit. I liked it a lot. Um, cupcake topping with pancake makes total sense. Honestly, the whole time it tasted like you were eating a cupcake, basically. So I had, like, got it with the, the two pancakes and then got, like, a scrambled egg platter type thing on the side. Yeah. 
um, to have with it. So I had it as my kind of quote unquote dessert. Um, but then along with uh, my coffee, me and Mandy uh, shared, and we gave Betty just a my few. coffee. My coffee. Uh, we shared <laughs> a uh, the big large portion of uh, the hot chocolate, and it was large. And I was assuming like, oh, it'll be a little bit bigger than normal. But it came out in like a one of those oversized cappuccino types nice. dishes where it was like this wide. It made me feel like uh, remember so I married an axe murder. Whenever the cameras on the very beginning yes. of it's on that, and they hand it to uh-huh. me, and I'm just like. What am I supposed to do? You know, like that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah. uh, put it down. The whole thing is like purple on the top um, because of yeah. the purple whip topping that they add in with it and everything. And it has like mm-hmm. this extra weird chocolate creaminess to it that I don't know if they add extra stuff into it to make it that way. But because of the purple being on top of it, it literally looks like completely through and through like you're just drinking like this purple brew. Um, <laughs> but it, it was really delicious. It was. It's tasted better than a regular hot chocolate that I've had from there before, but... I just nice. wanted to, to report that the IHOPs has been tasted, and it's delicious. And I recommend awesome. everybody at least going and checking out the pancakes because it's like you're eating a fluffy cupcake, honestly. I, I like a fluffy pupcake. Pupcake, and I bet it's warm. A delicious pupcake. Oh, yeah. It's, it's it got a nice oh, warm yeah. feeling to it yeah. with the icing on top. I'm digging honest, it. I don't know what they do or what kind of uh, like whip topping spray with the purple stuff is on there, but it, it didn't even melt under the warm on there, so... I don't know if it's like we put a bunch of chemicals to make sure it's it stays, plastic, stays yeah. that way, but it was delicious plastic, and I'll eat it time and time again. That's right, exactly. I mean, when they said that the Subway bread had rubber in it, I was still like, "Well, I'm going to go to Subway because I'm hungry and I want lunch." <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, I went to Pizza Hut and uh, and I got the uh, the cheese uh, pillows. Dude, I'm so that, excited to hear about this. Oh, they they were uh, they were really good. They come. Uh, so they're like a almost the size of a pop tart. Okay, is um, maybe so like, not like as rectangular. Toaster strudel kind of in a way. Yeah, not as rectangular, more square because the cheese it's square. They go figure. Is it um, is it like flaky like a toaster strudel kind of or no no, no. it actually uh, you get four of them in a box you get some marinara with it. Okay, and uh, they're they're warm little fluffy cheese it pillows. They look like a cheese it. I've got a picture of it. I'll send it to you. I okay. might even tweet it. Who knows? Do it. Uh, tweet it. You but, uh, crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So you hold it and it just feels like a, a warm uh, fluffy pillow. Uh, but it's not flaky at all. And then when you bite into it, it's almost like, um, it's, it's a, it's not a breading. It's not like it's wrapped in it. It's like a, almost like a cheese it. Like it's a, I would almost say kind of a stale cheese it because it's not yeah. crunchy. I got you. Um, yeah, but it, but it was still good. It wasn't like, I don't mean stale, like in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, stale, like in the best of ways that stale. It's almost like, I could imagine that almost any cheese it whenever, if you were to like pop, uh, like open up a bag of cheese its and throw them in the oven, like, and tried to bake them even further, I don't know that they would burn. Yeah. I feel like they would probably become a stale cheese. <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of, but it was soft. It was like yeah. a, it was like a, so- had a softness to it. Um, so and you, I was really surprised at how thick the cheese it around it was because there's obviously cheese in the middle, uh-huh. uh, but it was a pretty decent sized thickness around it to get like an actual cheese it flavor to it, and nice. then the insides just like a nice gooey warm cheese. Uh, so did you get the so, cheese only or the cheese and the pepperoni mixed in? I got the cheese only because I had myself a little uh, solo feast of pe- of Pizza Hut that night, gotcha. which included those cheese breadsticks. Um, stuffed crust pizza Jesus and, and Cinnabon mini bun roll things. You ate all so, that? 
Um, I didn't eat the pizza, but I ate the rest of everything. <laughs> I mean, I ate, I ate like half the pizza and I, half I, of the cinnamon I, rolls. Me and but you I need <laughs> to go up to St. Louis and eat that fucking dinosaur pizza challenge that takes like two people to eat. It's like, eat this whole pizza in an hour. Do it right now because I'm really like in like uh, like fat mode a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to help it, but right now I've got the appetite that I could just take down pounds of food at a time. Mm, I like it when you pound food. But uh, yeah, I highly recommend the cheese at pillows. They're great. I don't know if it makes me want to just do it with just the cheese. After I thought about it, I was just like, I bet the pepperoni would be good with it, but I think just the cheese by itself is probably where it's at, honestly. Yeah, I didn't know how the how the pepperoni would feel with the cheese it flavor. Yeah. I'm sure it would be fine. It almost makes me want to go like get some cheese it's and then some pepperoni from the store or some of those Hormel just a sample have it and just like make a sandwich and just try it again. <laughs> see what it's like. I can tell you though that um, I I had it with the with the like the marinara too, and I think I preferred it without the marinara. But as soon as they got like remotely cold. It, they the cheese got a little thick and so you needed that marinara to break it up but like that gooey warm cheese immediately was like mm-hmm. oh this shit's the bomb it's yeah. good so you could imagine like sewing like six of them together and trying to lay your head on it and that would be good yeah that'd like, be nice like a full i'd be cheese pillow i'd eat all night long what i mean you could like, wake up like, you could wake up and just nibble a little bit and then just be like hey, i'm tired again <laughs> absolutely a food coma uh you have any more food news or anything else like that I don't. You want to get into trailer talk? We need to talk about some trailers. We do. We do. We should talk about uh, the, uh, I guess, because I've talked about it for like the last three weeks in a row because I've had teaser after teaser after teaser, but (laughs) the actual full-on official trailer for El Camino came out now. Um, So we actually get to see, um, playing some ominous music, Jesse pulling up, knocking on uh, Skinny Pete, the character that we saw from the very first trailer, his door. And you see him in the, with his long hair, like he was at the end of the season, with like all these scars everywhere and everything. Um, them letting him inside, kind of showering off and stuff. You see like all this dirt and blood and stuff that's caking in the pool of, of uh, at the bottom of the drain and everything. A um, couple different cuts, I guess. He at one point in time shaves his head, like classic Jesse Pinkman style. So he's got this clean, like skinhead shaved type thing. When you see all oh, okay. the scars and stuff, but. Um, couple different just random cuts of different things most of it's uh kind of the only characters that they actually show you show you are uh are jesse um and then his two old friends you get to see skinny pete and badger again um kind of all talking at one point in time um they did announce that an old character which i'm guessing it's going to be in flashbacks because he's actually dead at the end of the series uh that's portrayed by jonathan banks um is supposed to be back in the series or back in the show rather so I don't know if it's. Fl- I'm assuming it's flashbacks because he he was hella dead at the end of uh, at, at the end of season <laughs> five, um, and I don't know if what they're gonna do at the end of the at the end of the very end of the trailer is uh, it kind of cuts from the backside of this guy. He's got a gun holstered, almost like old western style, and it cuts back yeah. over to Aaron Paul, and he says something like, "You ready?" And he just goes, "Yeah," and puts his hand down by the gun, and then it just cuts, and it goes to El Camino and Breaking Bad movie, but. Crazy excited for this. It's it's nuts to me that it's literally just weeks away. I mean, we're recording this yeah. on the 26th of September. Um, so I think by the time this episode comes out, it'll just be like five days away. That's crazy. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm crazy excited for it. Um, what you got for me, buddy? Um, I watched a trailer they just dropped uh, on a, a movie called Jesus Rolls. Cool. What's which up? is... 
It's the Big Lebowski sequel. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even... John Turturro. I, I, I was going to say, I knew that was happening, but I, I couldn't remember. It is just John Turturro's thing, right? Yeah, it's John Turturro. Um, essentially, the trailer sets it up that he's been in prison all this time and that he's getting out of prison. And I think it's his cousin, which is played by uh, Bobby Cannavale. Uh, I think it's how you say his last name. Uh, it's picking him up from prison. And uh, Christopher Walken's in it. John Hamm's in it. Susan Sarandon's in it. Um, and it's just essentially telling a story of Jesus and what he's. What's it called? Into Jesus. What? Jesus rolls. Rolls. Rolls like he's, I typed it. I like typed in bowling. G, I typed in Jesus walks, and then that's another movie that actually came out <laughs> in 2016. <laughs> really? It's not. Uh, it's not just the Kanye song. It's more than that. Nope. It's more than that. Huh? Didn't know. Nice. Nice. Uh, it looks good. He's licking bowling balls again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. It's great. Why not? I mean, I I used to. I remember a time where I used to love and watch anything that John Turturro was in. John Turturro is uh, a fucking amazing actor. Yeah, Dude, absolutely. His, his character in uh, uh, Secret Window as a villain is yeah. just. It, even though it's you know in his mind and stuff, but that character is just awesome. He is such a good character actor. Um, absolutely. I was looking at this. There's a lot of like comedian comedians that are in this cast that i recognize I oh really i read margaret reed's in it jb smooth's in it pete davidson's in it it looks like too oh cool susan sarandon yeah that's awesome yes yes so it looks good i the trailer i watched was in spanish only so i didn't really get to get a sense of the words oh it's like how I, when i watched uh the watching the, right? trailer <laughs> the first time yes yes <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking it's like oh it's like justin with suicide squad yeah or no, not Suicide Squad. Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I almost said Suicide uh, Squad too. Uh, it's kind of the same. Yeah, essentially. It's it's similar with a longer title uh, and, then, and more we- women. Yes, and then we watched. We both watched the trailer for Uncut Gems. Dude, I am a fucking sucker, and I told Mandy this. I was just like, I hope this kick starts Adam Sandler being in serious movies again because I am a sucker <laughs> for him in serious movies. It's so good. Like Punch yeah. Drunk Love is still one of my favorites. I absolutely it adore is. It's that really movie. good. Absolutely. But uh, this looks really awesome, though. Uh, so you got Adam Sandler as a um, is it he's Jewish jeweler? I don't know. He's had like, yeah, I, I don't think know if so. it, he's like that thick kind of Brooklyn accent kind of thing with it because it seems very Brooklyn esque. Yeah, I mean, it's very it's New like York. Yeah, yeah, super thick New York accent. But I think he's like a Jewish jeweler and he's yeah. eyebrowing for all of these people like basketball players rappers and stuff that are coming mm-hmm. in and he's telling them all these things but the whole premise of it is him trying to is this like knocking off an actual uncut gym that's worth millions and millions of dollars or because you see it a couple of times in the trailer at this like auction yeah. house but i don't know is that like the, that's essentially the premise of the movie is he tr- are they trying to like steal it or what's i don't understand i don't know i i i wasn't i didn't really get the full concept of the movie because there's also a lot of talk about him placing bets and yeah and 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 borrowing money and and all of that that's played into it so it seems like he's just he's a, a shady kind of dude that has his hand in a lot of different businesses with a lot of people with a lot of money and uh so it makes it like he's kind like of they're trying to get the hands on this uncut gym so that way he can pay off a lot of shit because he keeps telling his wife a couple of different times in the trailer, like it's okay it'll be fine i got this kind of a thing or whatever yeah. at one point in time and like letting her know she doesn't have to worry because he's probably going to do more shady shit to get himself out of trouble in the first place he's just digging more and more holes here's yeah. the synopsis for it okay uh set in set in the diamond district in new york city howard ratner a jeweler store a jewelry store owner 
Good God, I can't talk. And dealer to the rich and famous must find a way to pay his debts when his merchandise is taken from one of his top sellers and girlfriend. Okay. Cool. So yeah, yeah, you got a you got a pretty good sense of what's going on. Oh, it is. That was the weekend that was in it. I saw the dude that was in the hair that that had the crazy fucking weekend style hair when we were watching the trailer for it, and I was just like, it looks like the weekend. Yeah, he's in the top bill. Oh, really? And okay. it, it is cool. It is just the weekend. Like he's playing himself in the movie, going to his store to buy jewels. Oh, okay. Like he's one of the yeah. he's one of the rich and famous that he works for. Yeah. Okay. Like that he and I did think that's really I thought it's that really it's really supposed to be Kevin Garnett in it too. It looks like as well. And whenever nice. he's like dealing to all the basketball players and shit, it's actually supposed to be Kevin Garnett playing Kevin Garnett. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, the weekends in there. You already said the weekend. Idina yeah. Menzel's in there. Lakeith Stanfield, uh, who's that guy from Atlanta that I really like? That's in the the Knives Out movie as well. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Keith Richards is in it. Not the Keith Richards. Keith Williams Richards. He doesn't look as rough as the real Keith Richards. <laughs> it's kind of hard. To, it's kind of hard to get to that point, though. I think. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta work for that look. I literally have tab open for IMDb, but I went to Google and searched IMDb to open IMDb to look for that movie again a second ago. Oh, the internet! A little insight on that. Do you have any other trailers? It's, I, don't. I don't. I don't either. Let's hop in some news. Uh, Let's do it. Let's I've news got. It uh, did you see the news about Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell? No. So Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell are going to star in a musical reimagining of the classic A Christmas Carol. Um, so it's going to be a full-on musical comedy reimagining of Christmas Carol um, starring, okay. starring Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. That just sounded, sounded newsworthy to me. I feel like, which I told Mandy, this is like this is either going to be a really good movie or a really, really big flop for both of them. Like it's either, yeah. it's going to be the caliber of either like like a, a fun musical version of like a Step Brothers kind of fun, funny romp on this thing, or it's gonna fall flat like Green Lantern and what was the Watson and Holmes or whatever Holmes and Watson. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna be a, either a really big or bomb. I don't think it'll even have a middle ground of people being like, yeah, it was okay, I guess. I, it's it's gonna be one or the other. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> You're either gonna <laughs> yeah. love it or hate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be a, there's gonna be a, a stern line in between the two. Absolutely. Um, they uh, Hulu just announced that they are no longer moving forward with that live action Ghost Rider show that they were talking about. Really? Um, yep they they had you know they were they were working on it had cast uh, Gabriel Luna who uh, had played Ghost Rider in the Agents of Shield show, mm-hmm. um, and um, I finally figured out my problem. So there's Gabriel Luna. Luna is it Gabriel? Gabriel yeah, Luna, because it's a guy. Diego Luna, Gabriel Luna, and there's Diego Luna, yeah, who was and in uh, I just, Star Wars because they both kind of yeah, and they both kind of re- got famous around the same time, yeah. and I was just like the Luna guy in my head, the Luna, and I didn't realize there were two, and then because uh, Gabriel Luna is also in Terminator Dark Fate, and I was like that doesn't look like the guy from uh, from Rogue One. I was trying to figure it out this whole time. And then last night I was looking at everything. I was like, oh, it's because they're two totally different people. Um, but so the live action Ghost Rider, Hulu has decided to just, uh, they're at a, a creative impasse uh, on this show and have decided to part ways with it, which makes me wonder. They didn't say it, but there's another show that they were working on that was a uh, Marvel TV thing that was through Hulu that was like a hell something, hell something. I don't know. Not, hell, um, not Hellboy. 
Not Hellboy. Not it was. Hellboy. It was. I mean, it's Marvel. It was, I just didn't know if maybe yeah, it was yeah, that. No, no, it was uh, Hellhound. I don't know what it was. Doesn't matter. Uh, but I wonder because they were going to kind of go hand in hand. There were going to be two shows that were going to kind of launch around the same time for Hulu that was in the Marvel television realm. Right. Uh, but with this one closing, I wonder if the other one will shortly will follow shortly after. But I saw some news. I don't know if it was centered around what you're talking about with Hulu dropping that idea, but I saw something where it said that the MCU itself was getting more interested in trying to not a Ghost Rider movie, but introducing Ghost Rider into that spectrum of characters eventually. Oh, okay. And that was something I read not too long ago. I, I didn't have it typed up. I remember reading an article that was on there, which is weird that you're talking about the Hulu thing because I'm pretty sure it's completely unrelated. But um, yeah, quick recommendation then, for anybody that's never seen it. About 10 years ago, speaking of Diego Luna, I watched a, a movie called Criminal. I think it came out uh-huh. in like 2003 or 2004 or something like that. But it's uh, John C. Riley, Diego Luna, and Maggie Gyllenhaal. And uh, it's uh, like a con artist type movie. And it's like semi-comedy, but not really. It's mostly just like a crime drama type of a thing. And it's a really, really good movie. And it was the first time I've ever really watched anything that had Diego Luna in it. So I just kind of felt like maybe nice. I should mention it because it's really cool. Um, Absolutely. It's see that Netflix stocks really started plummeting after their CEO admitted that uh, it's going to be extremely difficult, quote, compete or quote, extremely difficult competing with Disney Plus and Apple Plus with their upcoming content. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that 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 vote of non-confidence made their stocks plummet <laughs> pretty far right away. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I just I, I don't know. Also, the same thing, too, for everybody else interested in Disney Plus that hasn't hopped on the board uh with it yet that it's uh they're showcasing now that they do pre-orders for the services open to everyone you don't have to be a d23 yep. member for it and it also includes a seven-day uh trial period now to at launch with it so you can yeah hop on that train check it out for a week and if you're not a fan which i don't know who wouldn't be but if you're not then uh you can back up that's right uh november 12th i think is the launch date still yep. so I'm really hoping that we get a preview, like we get like a month ahead of time, kind of like chance to, to play around in it. Yeah. That would be awesome. That would be really cool. That would be super sweet. Well, the reason they wouldn't have to have the original content at launch on it or something, like no Mandalorian yeah. or something, show the thing on it, but just be like, have it kind of locked or something like available November yeah. 12th. You know, you can't click on yeah. it and play it or whatever. Here's a trailer for it, though, if you want to, but you can mm-hmm. still play around with the back catalog of like watch your old Darkwing Duck and Gargoyles and stuff and check it out kind of a thing. And see how that exactly. UI kind of plays because I never get to see the UI in person yet, just pictures. Yeah, yeah, just all the just the photos of it. Yeah, I uh, I would be down for it. I understand that if they don't, they don't. Whatever. I mean, I could learn some patience, I guess, and that's what we could all use a little bit of in in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Guns and Roses were right. Uh, that every run has boy, a, every th- rose has its thorn. <laughs> that's not Guns and Roses. <laughs> that that. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of non Guns N' Roses songs now, and I can't think of anything uh, that we're all uh, that we're all on a highway to hell. So uh, I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> so Samuel L. Jackson is now signed on to voice Amazon's Alexa. Dude, I have never been more excited to own a Fire Cube. Now, <laughs> after I heard that, I just looked at Manny and was just like, "Oh my god, he can set our timer for like fucking pizzas and cookies and shit now." He'd be like, your shit's done. Your shit's done, <laughs> motherfucker. Get it out of the oven. Yeah, I uh, I want to know how much he's getting paid for this. 
Um, they have just celebrity to... packs on a lot of other things already now. Oh, so, do they really? Yeah. So I mean, like, uh, not not those devices specifically. Like the Google Home devices actually do have uh, a couple of different celebrity things. Like ours right now is actually John Legend um, because oh, he did okay. one around last Christmas time, I think, or maybe New Year's or something, and he did it. And you and I got it to change over, and so now anytime we talk to it, it's actually John Legend's voice that talks back to us on the Google Home. Um, but like, uh, there's tons, like dozens of celebrity packs that have lent their stuff to, uh, to ways, you know, like the, the, like the thing that's kind of like Google maps in a way that app that's independent. Oh, and then they like give you directions and uh-huh. stuff. And there's like tons of different, oh. tons of different packs. There's one that has, uh, uh, Morgan Freeman's voices lent to ways. So I wanted to like, he'd be like at the fork in the road, turn left and do like <laughs> standard Morgan Freeman voice and everything for it. Yeah. Um, they just have. Because it actually has a thing where you can actually, on ways, uh, customize your own stuff, which I did uh, just to test it out one day um, uh-huh. on our way up to St. Louis, and it has like a whole, like probably three or four pages worth of shit for you to say, um, and it's basically a way to kind of pick your voice apart for everything that it would need. That's um, what I was going to ask. Different is how different this works, phrasing so. you would say, like you would actually record yourself saying "turn right, turn left." Um, in merger, you know, all these different key phrases that are important to it, and then say certain key phrases that that way they can kind of piece together your voice and make it into whatever it needs to be to come out. So gotcha. it truly, for me, it didn't take too long. It was probably about maybe 10 to 15 minutes, and I just went through everything and recorded my voice. It obviously would have been better if I would have done it with, like, you know, this microphone in front of me, or yeah. or, or even, like or, or even or just like a headset or some shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that more would have probably isolated. been, yeah, way better to have something more isolated. But I did off the, the microphone. The it was my, even my old phone too. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I just think it's really neat that they're keep incorporating celebrity voices into these different items. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know people eat that up with Sam Jackson. Uh, let's see what we got here. Let's talk about. Uh, did you see the news about Jurassic World three? I did the casting news. Yeah, so we got about? the uh, return of Laura Dern, uh, Jeff Goldblum coming back again for another go around, mm-hmm. and Sam Neill all coming back except for Jurassic Three. Uh, yes, I'm super excited. I love. Was who was in the first Jurassic World? Wasn't there somebody from the old movies in it at some point um, in time? I don't think it was all just no. New I don't. No, those, I don't think so. I it thought, was all brand new. Who were the kids then? I thought their mom was supposed to be somebody that was like it was tied to somebody important. Was it not? I don't. I don't think so. I might be wrong on that. I remember on uh, Jurassic Park three, uh-huh. they had Sam Neill came back, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he called Laura Dern, but she didn't want anything to do with it. Yes, like she made like a brief cameo in there in that one. But I'm trying to think back on the first. I thought world I could have swore in the first Jurassic World we didn't get any of those main three characters, but we got somebody that was there. Like maybe it was like one of the kids. Was B.D. Wong there? One of the kids as an adult. Yes, I think B.D. Wong was there. But I mean, like I wouldn't okay. like he wasn't like a. I mean, yes, he was the scientist that made them in the first place. But I meant like as a pivotal character. You know, what I mean, running around. I gotcha. I'm pretty sure he was in that though for sure. But uh, I felt like it was like the the kids that were in the movie were supposed to be the child children of like an adult or something from one of the other ones when or maybe one of the other kids or something is in it like older though Does that when make you sense? say the kids you mean do you mean like like small children or like older children like are you talking about like chris pratt and bryce dallas howard or no i'm talking I'm, I'm talking about like the little kids i thought that they were supposed to be that those were tied to bryce dallas howard's character right 
Um, yeah, those kids were were her nephews. Okay, and then that is that aunt and the the lady is that tied into anything from before? Oh, like is 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 that like is that the aunt like to like one of the kids from like the first movie? You remember talking like there was the boy and the girl from the first movie? Yeah, I I thought I thought that there was Um, something that was like kind of tied into that. Like it was just like, hey, even though there's no new characters physically, you know, old characters physically in this movie, other than maybe BD Wong, that here's this, you know, this is a tie back to the first one, still kind of because I mean, it has to have relevance. It doesn't look like it. Uh, it looks like they they are, uh, you know, just in the plot synopsis, it looks like they're just her nieces and nephews and they don't even really talk about their parents at all from what Dude, it even, looks like here. I don't so even maybe remember. It was, like a, it was a not topic. I don't even remember that Vincent D'Onofrio was in that movie. <laughs> I didn't either. I saw that on the cast list. And I was like, was he a dinosaur? And Jake Johnson, too. I don't remember that either. I mean, it makes sense. It, it, him just kind of being there for funsies. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, that's that's super excited. I'm I'm super happy for uh, for them to be back in the in the scheme of things. Absolutely. Uh, I still never got to watch. I never got to watch Fallen life, Kingdom, and I've heard so many mixed things about it from everybody now. It makes it was it, good. Uh, it makes me scared okay, to watch so, it because I hear a lot of people being like, "Ah, it's kind of just half-assed cheesy with these genetic things that they're kind of going through with it." Like, oh yeah, it did get a little crazy. On like it's all just yeah. That that's what I keep hearing. People are just like. I'm, they're just like it's so unrealistic with the <laughs> that are just like you're watching <laughs> that's you're watching dinosaurs walking around the screen right now. What are you talking about? It's unrealistic with genetics. They genetically <laughs> created these dinosaurs in the first place. <laughs> that was exactly word for word what I was going to say. It's like you kind of have to suspend your disbelief, but then you also just kind of have to do that in general because you have to pretend that it was like that it is that we created dinosaurs it's, again it's out what of their we, DNA. it's what we talked about before with like the back to the futures and stuff people are just kind of scared yeah, like ruining my childhood kind of thing i'm just like yeah but i mean like it's true Calm like shit down. but it's like this is the dino dna that genetically created these things but now they're trying to mix and merge the dino dna and to me in yeah. my head i'm just thinking like you know with the way that we do science nowadays that's what we do. I mean, there's there's yeah. there's people that literally mix and mash different types of flowers together and make this new flower. There's the different yeah. animals together. We have ligers now. That didn't exist before. We we did that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you can actually you can you can uh, breed a certain like you can make it to where there's a certain amount of like super THC in pot now. Yeah. By through through gen, like plant genetics and stuff like that. Like. So, yeah, of course you could do that. I mean, it makes sense. I don't know if people just don't want to believe that because they also probably don't want to realize that we cloned a sheep, like a whole sheep a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a thing. And that was like, that like, was around, no, that was that around, that was around like Jurassic Park 3. Imagine what they're doing now, yeah, but they're not true. even telling you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, because everybody was like, no, we can't clone sheep. And they're like, yeah, we can. We'll just do it and not tell you guys. Like, so yeah, they're making. I mean, they have made dinosaurs in real life already. It's happening. Yeah, they're just not telling us. No, um, it's on an island in the <laughs> Caribbean. <laughs> we'll, we'll eventually hear of actual Jurassic Park in you know, give it yes. like a five years to perfect it or something, and then it will go horribly awry. I think we'll skip Jurassic Park and we'll go straight to Jurassic Park Two. Is what's going to happen? Is like they're going to accidentally like like we won't really the public won't the... truly know about it know about it yet. But then yes. on an accident, all of a sudden, the giant Tyrannosaurus Rex is going to tear through yes. Manhattan or San <laughs> Francisco exactly or wherever it was at. 
whatever harbor town it was. Uh, That's right. So after uh, all of the fucking dozens and dozens of leaks that we've had for the Pixel 4, uh, there was an actual legitimate press render um, oh, yeah? from Google that leaked out as well, showing the actual like back of the phone, front of the phone, and stuff like that too, so you can actually see for you know face quality and everything what it's going to look like. There's no notch now, um, as far as you can tell. Um, so they, they've done away with that. They heard the feedback from everybody saying, we wish it was just full, full screen. Now it's not, yeah. it's not bezel to bezel yet. It's more along the lines of what we've got now. Um, it's a little bit just more really pushed to the edge. Yeah, it's it's pretty, it's just, it's just not bezel to bezel. You can still see the clear outline of everything that's going on. Um, I guess the highlighted thing was the back of the photo that people are kind of showcasing because it actually has the square block segment, like the new iPhone 11s have for yeah. their phones, um, for the camera. Um, this one has two cameras on it now, no three, um, as far as I could tell for the, it's got the, but it said it's like weird because I guess that was their, they've been working on this obviously. Nobody was like stealing secrets or anything like that as far as uh-huh. we know, but it's kind of odd that Google also has a Squares camera module that's very remnant of iPhone 11s just after we got the yeah. iPhone 11 dropped. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it shows off the different color patterns that we're gonna have. There's like a unique new orange color that looks kind of cool. Um, that's got black trim on the side, and I think a white key. The white color's got black trim on the side with an orange key, and I think the black is uh, just seamless black on black like ours is now. Okay. Um, the back is going to be a faux, um, almost like a. Uh, frosted glass finish in a way it has like a matte feel to it kind of like ours does now but instead of being stainless steel it's made of glass um that way it can allow for wireless charging um so it'll have that kind of a feel to it and everything and it looks like the camera kind of sticks out just a smidgen but it's very flush with the uh with the with the back of it and that that's kind of important to me part of me was kind of scared because i watched some people after the uh the iphone 11 came out that were doing reviews and stuff on it just kind of Get me up because I'm still on the board of, you know, teetering around if I'm going to go with the 11 uh, Pro or if I'm going to go with this Pixel 4. Um, and yes. I watched him put the phone down on its back or, uh, yeah, on its back on the table. And it does kind of have a teetery effect because the camera sticks out so much from the iPhone 11 because it's not, not flush with it at all. They so probably I imagine I would I would think that they're going to throw a case on it and it's going to be flush anyways. Maybe. Yeah, well, the, ca- the case itself will you know kind of scoop up with the plastic or whatever to the back of the camera to make it feel flush so that way everything kind of mashes and everything does have protection with it but like i said it's just one of those things that's kind of scary they have a i don't know that it's new because i've not paid attention to screens for a while or uh uh, cases for a while i've gone caseless with my phone for forever but um, i know it scares me to death um (laughs) i know i've already broke the screen before had to have it repaired and everything but it's it's been a great phone it's very durable honestly though even though it broke it was just by a weird freak accident that it happened though too it was even pre-betty baby time i broke it on myself on my own um but there's no uh there's no fingerprint sensor on the back of the phone either it looks like yeah so they got done away with that i think it has uh they they already said the uh full face id kind of thing like what apple's done with theirs they're kind of yeah. they're kind of taking that technology and bringing it over it's supposed to have a really good setup for it and i think the front facing camera on it now is uh is going to be able to shoot uh 4k at 60 frames a second from the front as well as the back so they cool. actually stepped up their game as far as camera stuff goes around this this one too so it makes me kind of like uh, still in that weird 
which way am I going to go kind of a thing because sure, yeah. there's still so much stuff after after watching those videos and everything that that uh, Apple has done that's make it it's it's not completely Android friendly but it, they've done so much shit to it now that's made it closer and closer to an Android phone. The only thing yeah. is that you it still would have like to it. jailbreak it to do a lot of other things that Android products would do. But as it goes on further, and, you know, the further models that we have down the road, and it seems like they're almost seemingly becoming one. Because Google itself has a very good security system, you know, as far as like keeping your shit safe and everything, just like Apple has always been known for. And it seems like they're all kind of eventually going to merge together to be almost kind of like the same device. It's just a matter of. Are you a, more of a fan of Apple or are you more of a fan of Google kind of a thing at this point? Yeah. But kind of going to be just the way that like game systems are now, yeah. at least with PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah. And Nintendo. Yeah. They always try to do the, I was going to say, they always try to be something that's more innovative, but yeah, that, that's a very good call with that. I mean, you're always going to have with, you know, the same thing with kind of the phones, you know, consoles have their own originals. It's almost just like, that's really the most of the difference. This one might be, might be a yeah. scotch faster than this one. But honestly, they do about the same thing. They both play 4K games. You can get almost all the exact same third-party games on both consoles. It's just a mm-hmm. matter of, do you like this one's original games more than this one, or this one's more than this one's? Yeah. I feel like, honestly, yeah. the best example is PlayStation is Apple to Xbox being Android because it has so much stuff that's open-ended on Xbox that you can do oh, yeah. and apps that you can add to it and stuff like that. It's that almost It's almost like it has like a back-end that you can kind of customize things with. So it's, it's it's kind of that same vein of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is true. Yeah, I just thought it was really cool actually seeing legit photos from Google. I'm super stoked to see what this uh, this event's going to hold for us to kind of finally make my decision. What is the what's the date on that event? The fifteenth of October. So again, oh, by cool. the time that this comes out, it'll be the following week just, after that. Just a couple weeks away. Yep. Less than two weeks. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, we got a new trailer for uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. And uh, it's looking good. The story's kind of shaping up. We got some what looked like gameplay in it. Uh, we got an idea generally of what's kind of not a lot of story in there, but a, enough story to kind of get you to go, oh, okay, I, this is really the first like actual trailer, right? Uh, to a certain extent, the, the gameplay trailer that they did during, uh, when was that? Was that D23 that that happened? It was like a 13-minute uh, yeah, trailer that so. came out. Yeah, um, yeah. That so that was, was that was more or less like it had a little bit of trailer element to it, but that 13-minute gameplay trailer was more or less kind of letting you see how the game plays and feels, which we you know we both kind of uh, loved on because it was very reminiscent of Force Unleashed series. So yeah. I mean, that gameplay is kind of you know similar to that in a way, just scaled down a bit to being like, hey, he's actually a Jedi. He's not super crazy overpowered, um, but. This one, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely more trailer-centric, kind of hitting some more story play elements. It looks really good. Um, what gameplay I did see, um, there was some glitches and stuff that they showcased at the D23 that you could clearly see. It looks like over the course of the past few months, they've been doing nothing but polishing things. It looks very clean. Um, looks looks awesome to me. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm digging it. It, it definitely, even just this little trailer looked uh, loads better than even than that first trailer we got uh for sure the you know the gameplay was nice but um i really like that trailer and that's about all i gotta say about it yeah it's a good newsy episode but short newsy episodes it's just like you need to put this information out there but there's not a whole lot to talk about to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Um, but one of the other big things that happened over the course of uh, the past couple of days, uh, Sony did their, I think this is the second time they've done it, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, the state of play, kind of Sony's uh, Nintendo Direct style way of doing like, oh, a live yeah, stream yeah. thing for people to see and showcase specific uh, games and different things that will be coming up. Um, but coming down the pike, they showcased uh, what their, an early release of what October's PlayStation Plus lineup will be. Um, they show, showcased it in that to let people know. Um, so mm-hmm. that has uh, MLB The Show 19 on there, so this year's baseball game. And then also The Last of Us Remastered, which also ties into uh, the fact that they showcased the actual first um, big trailer that we've seen in probably a good year or so of War of The Last of Us 2. Um which also was seemingly kind of a spoiler fest a little bit. Kind of, it hit some story. Oh, really? It hit some story beats, but the things that happened in it, I would have probably tried to keep, you know, more so to myself. Um, I think it's important to show why Ellie is so pissed off at this group of people that she's going after. It's this really big organization that's kind of building from the ground up, and uh, they have captured, I think, and killed her girlfriend or would-be girlfriend that we've seen in the very first trailer. Um, so yeah. now she's basically out for vengeance. Um, she talks to Tommy, who is Joel's brother from the first game, mm-hmm. and he's kind of trying to talk her out of it. You know, like, you have no idea who this organization is. They've got so many people. There's n- th- th- You just can't do this alone. And she's just like, I've got to try kind of a thing. You see her, like, arming up, getting shot with some arrows and, like, taking the damage. And then uh, the end of the fucking trailer, this whole time they've not said or anything. You, you've been led to believe the past, like, two trailers they've showed for this game that something's happened to Joel because she's like upset looking at a photo of him in one playing her like yeah. guitar. Then they never mention him at all in this last, the other trailer, but this one you actually flat out see Joel come up and she's just like, what are you doing here? He goes, do you think I was going to let you do this whole thing alone? And so I'm assuming now this time the roles have reversed. You're going to still play as Ellie, but Joel is basically going to be your backup partner kind of helping you uh, re, you know, you know, get your vengeance on these people and uh, shut, think, shut down their organization. He's not. I mean, he. I th- well, I think like I think like that's that's her seeing him. You think and, he's like, dead? He'll be dead? like her spirit guide. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I feel like he's. Think so? I think he's might actually be full on like. I mean, that's that would be really cool because that would be cool if that was the twist that they kind of kept to their cuff. Especially if they like, they let you play through the game, and if she's like yeah. actually talking to him and you see him interact. But then you fucking six sense it kind of in a way, and really you've just uh-huh. been talking to a ghost this entire time, and that's like her mind starting to kind of go on her from going through all the shit that's she's why through. that's why it's they spoiled it they went ahead and gave you this much yeah. to misdirect you perhaps now that would be a better story but <laughs> part of me kind of feels like they might just go ahead and go with joel's really alive <laughs> and he's your partner kind of thing i think people have more fun having him be at your side actually shooting people with you um so that was that, that was obviously the biggest thing they announced they had a couple other cool. things too um, there's another game coming out, Arise, a simple story. It's like a cartoon action adventure game. It just said coming soon. Um, looks really charming. Um, there's a new game coming from the creator of Katamari Damacy called Watam. I think that's how you say it. It's W-A-T-T-A-M. Um, okay. That comes out this December. But it's uh, kind of the same kind of weird gimmicky style that Katamari Damacy has that's always been charming to me. Um, they're doing a VR case file version of L.A. Noir, adding on like new content to that Rockstar game. Um, so this one's kind of a PlayStation VR uh, puzzle-based, uh, just kind of solving your crimes type of a thing that way. Um, gotcha. Trying to see. They finally showed that uh, Civilization VI, uh, Civ Six will be coming to PlayStation 4 on November 22nd. 
Um, trying to look up through some of this other stuff here. Uh, Death Stranding uh, still coming out, obviously, November 8th, but we got a uh, look at the limited edition PlayStation 4 Pro bundle that they have with it. Um, it's got the black tar handprints all over it. It has a really slick-looking Death Stranding in that font where it's like bleeding down on the front of it in those uh, those columns that kind of go down. It looks like it's bleeding down. And the controller is unique to it because the controller looks like the uh, the the baby thing that he carries around. It's that same like amber color, and it almost looks like you can kind of see through it. So it's really cool and unique to that too. That's cool, yeah. Uh, but that was mostly like the the big thing that they was wanting to showcase was The Last of Us, but definitely noteworthy to talk about some some playstations got some goodness coming up i'm glad they started doing this because now that they skipped out on e3 this is really truly the only way we're going to get the news from them unless the company that's making the game that's going to be on the console says something right yeah that's funny uh for my grand finale news uh it looks as though kevin feige is now developing a new star wars movie wow really yes he uh he uh he had an idea that he went to Kathleen Kennedy and said, I, this is an idea I'd like to do. I've got an, an actor that is evidently a pretty big actor that I want to play this role. And this is how I think that it would all play out. And she said, let's do it. So he'll be the executive producer over the film. It doesn't sound like he's writing the film or directing the film necessarily. He just had the idea to pitch to it and he's going to help get things exactly. going. That's really yep. awesome. Uh, so I guess, are we kind of seeing like this might be like a showcase film in between that gap of waiting for where our next films will be coming? So they said that, that between episode nine and episode, and the next uh, trilogy should be almost like a 10-year gap. Well, no, there's only two years between the, the episode nine and I think it's 2021 is where they slated. So is that the, the Rian Johnson trilogy or is this the... That's the Benny Hoffman Wise. I thought that one was announced at D23 that that one's the one that you have to wait 10 years for. I don't think so. They said I, it was, they were going to, they said that they were building up all this stuff because they were going to take a decade off to kind of let people like chill. If that See, trilogy, if that trilogy is coming up in just two years, that's a lot of shit coming out then too. So this will almost be like an in betweener movie for your new trilogy. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily slated to be like in, but yeah, like in between like one and two or two and three. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? So we called this yeah, new yeah. one like a Star Wars adventure episode one. You know, exactly uh, the old Republic or something like that. Nice, the old Republic. And just call it that or something. And then, yeah. then in between episode one and two of Knights of the Old Republic, and then whatever your next one is, you'll have that movie that Feige's coming up with. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like a sweet um, and I may be completely off, but I could have swore that that was, that it was like a 2021, and then there was going to be, uh, what was in between them was going to, was oh, it's 2022 is, is what they've got the slate for. And now that doesn't mean anything. They could obviously give those up. Uh, but that is, uh, let's see, this is supposedly the films being cre- by creators Benioff and Weiss. Yeah. Um, and it, but it could be, they, they haven't really said whether Ryan Johnson's movies are the same as Benioff and they're Weiss. They're not. They're supposed they're to be separate. Se- they're supposed to be separate. It's supposed to be, they gave Two Johnson, yeah, they gave Johnson a trilogy that's a completely different thing. And then Benioff and Weiss's stuff is supposed to be the Knights of the Old Republic storyline. I gotcha. Or okay, so centered they, around they, this. It might not do the straight up like follow the comic book yeah. or follow the video game kind of a thing. It's supposed to be For sure. their own thing because there's so much shit that went on in that time that they could do whatever they wanted to. 
And there's so dozens that, of books that are based around that. That's right. They have slates for 2022 Christmas, 2024, and 2026 okay. uh, for those. And then if I remember right, the and you're going to laugh, but the, the five Avatar sequels oh, God. will be, <laughs> will be uh, in between those in the Christmas slot. So 2021 should be Avatar 2, and then so, they'll be on the off years. Hold on. <laughs> so, where... There's going to be six of these movies total by the time we're done? I, I believe so. There Unless were, they've changed. The whole format of the movie was fucking Pocahontas. Literally, it was right, Pocahontas. It was. That was what exactly it was. The Pokemon. story was Pocahontas. Pokemon Hannes. Hold on. Let me, let me stop. I need to type that in so I don't forget that this episode might be typed Pokemon Hannes. I don't know how I'm even going to type that. <laughs> But yeah, you're exactly right. That movie was Pocahontas. But you know what I mean? Like, there was two Pocahontas <laughs> movies. There was one that we know and love, and then there was yep. two that probably a third of those people that know and love have seen. And it was when she goes yeah. to the New World. So it what was, are, yeah, are, are we going to? Are video they, sequel, gonna, yeah. Is this where we're going to see the alien actually meet the crippled soldier guy that's that's uh, fucking in the thing? And she's just like, "Oh, well, you're not blue, and you have no <laughs> legs." Wasn't he crippled, right? Crippled soldier guy that that was the avatar used his avatar and he was like, "I'm tall guy, I'm here to oh, save yeah. the rest of you from humanity." Because they're what was his name? I don't, John Smith. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Oh, Jake Sully." That's what it was. Because she said it, dude. I've seen this. She said it. I've seen this movie once, and I, I was did like, too. "This was okay." <laughs> she said it. She said it real fast. It was real weird. It was like Jake Sully. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I believe that there's five movie oh. slates okay. for Avatar. So this movies, is gonna go. We have gonna extend one. past the trilogy then of that mark. So we're gonna have like a 2021 Avatar two, 2022 Knights of the Old Republic, then three, yep. then four, then five, and then six. I guess you know five and six would be after that, would it not? To well, because because uh, they'll they'll maybe there's only four. That would make math work better. So there would be a five. I remember movie that franchise. they bookend it. Yeah, I remember okay. they bookend it because it would be Avatar, Star Wars trilogy number okay. one, Avatar three. Yeah. So it makes so me wonder if like, more. so that, that, it would probably wouldn't make much that much sense if they're gonna kind of bounce back and forth that way. Like if they made, if this movie from Feige, come in between one of those movies, maybe they yeah, wait for it I to agree. finish. Like it's a far out there kind of a project it could be you know a 2025 I mean? or yeah like yeah, a yeah. 2026 2027 project or something that seems like a long time away maybe his thing like starts like a precursor to like starting up the next trilogy that johnson would have or something maybe his is what, it could be maybe his is the 10-year projected thing you know what i mean that 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 could be um it, it also could be that maybe this movie or his idea is good enough to get them out of their every other movie or every other year movie stint. Cause they're kind of going. And I think they even said it recently is that we went too much star Wars too quick was kind of, no, uh, no, what they, they didn't. Not to me. They need all the, not Star to Wars me all either. The time. I'm, I'm fine with it. I, Keep giving me, I content. agree. <laughs> um, I think they're real down about the park. I think that's the, that's the issue right now. Is that's, Disney's that's, just that, like, that's fine. I don't need a park and I'm probably not going to go to it right away, but give me more. I content really wanted I can to watch. go, but, I just yeah. I want to see. Uh, I'm I'm so excited for the Mandalorian, and I'm hoping that like, the season one of that obviously is going to be killer. We're going to have episode nine. The game will probably still tide me over into 2020. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'll probably keep going back and playing that too. But I'm hoping that Mandalorian does well enough that we can get 
maybe even more series like standalone series like that to Disney Plus to tide us over until we get you know whatever our Knights of the Old Republic would be because we'll that's have fair, a yeah. we'll have a couple years of a gap that's there and I mean obviously the Mandalorian might be able to have you know wheels enough to hold it up kind of a thing but well I, we're I getting Clone Wars the new Clone Wars season right uh, but I meant like actual there. like physical content like that's like yeah. that's not animated series and Live I feel like not sure. I'm just I I'm talking like for more of the aspect for the people that the average viewer that you would see that's going rushing out in droves to see it might not be the kind of person that's that die hard that watches the Clone Wars and watches the Rebels. And, you that's know, fair. I'm just saying, like, that's not yeah. because I, I like those shows. They're good stuff. But at the same time, like I'm saying, like a lot of other people would just maybe more or less care for just about the live action. They don't care about animated stuff. So I know we're getting that content, too, but. Maybe they throw us something else our way that's on that front kind of a thing. Is the, the yeah. Obi Wan stuff? Is that supposed to be on Plus, right? Yeah. So maybe yeah, that'll be that'll a, be a good tide over type thing. Tide that's over true. Event. That's I mean, a good point, and that's probably a year away. I mean, we'll probably. I wonder if I'm curious if we'll get Mandalorian season two before we get the Obi Wan show, I don't or know. how the timeline works because we know that Mandalorian two season two has already been greenlit. They're already moving. Yeah, and, and I don't think that they have the writing done for the obi-wan stuff i think that it the project itself is oh, greenlit. It's that, i don't it's think that fresh i don't think they have that done so i would be willing to bet that we would get season one of mandalorian this this fall and then maybe even a year away get season two of that and maybe to tide us over onto 2021 maybe we get our obi-wan our stuff one show yeah yeah and then that That's could true. kind of bleed into season three i mean like i said it meant that I, I would welcome even more content than that. Other original characters that we might not have gotten to see more of and, you know, give them kind of a limelight yeah. or something like Obi-Wan and maybe what happened in between. Show uh, show Yoda. Show us Yoda setting up his fucking swamp house. Show us, show us, show me, give me an episode where Yoda's just doing some interior decorating. And he's just like, this not I'll watch over it. here. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch I'll... the shit out of it. It'll be like fucking, uh, what's the extreme makeover uh, Dagobah edition? <laughs> I'm down with it. <laughs> I I think it's even it would be I'll even go as far as to say that if Kevin Feige's idea isn't too expensive, what about a Disney Plus original movie, Star Wars original movie? Like maybe he's so the not, maybe the stories is the Obi Wan a series or is it an event like a movie? I believe it's like a I believe it's an event series, perhaps okay. like a so like, like a, a mini series. I don't like a three, no, three but I'm thinking it's like a six six episode series okay. is what i'm thinking in my head i didn't know if it was actually like had a series tied to it not that we would get seasons so. and seasons of it but you know like a lot of people like they're slating like el camino as a breaking bad event it is a movie but they're calling it a breaking yeah. bad event and it's just a hour and a half long movie showcasing what happened to jesse kind of a thing now mm-hmm. i didn't know if this was going to be kind of like a uh, an ob1 like a star wars event and we have like here's an hour and a half adventure that we broke up into three episodes you yeah, know, if it's episodic true. in that sense, or if it's just all smooshed together and we just have basically an Obi-Wan movie. I think we'll get at least six hours worth of content, yeah. is what I think out of it. That's that's and But that's purely speculation. Yeah. I don't think they announced anything. No, that's, like that's that. a, I, I, any Obi-Wan content. I, I'm, I feel like this content. show... Content. Content. I hope that... I feel like this this will have, uh, this will have legs. I mean, it's it's going to sell. He will walk across the deserts of Tatooine. I'll walk across glass with those legs. Glass to watch this. <laughs> what uh, you? That was your big news. What have you played? Any new games? 
Um, I did. I played a couple of new things, uh, mostly little puzzle games. There was a demo of Box Boy, Box Girl that you had talked about a while yes. back. Yes, yep. Um, and I was like, I'm going to try this. I was making making goofs on it, um, but I, I started playing it, and I really like it. It's a fun game. Yeah, it's pretty charming. I, I've, I've yeah. not tried it out yet, but watching, uh, I watched a, a couple of gameplay things from it on, on YouTube, yeah. and it, it looks really charming. I, I'll, I'll check it out when I can. But yeah. it's sweet. I mean, the uh, down the demos is pretty good. I mean, I think I've played like, God, probably almost ten levels, and it still hasn't ended on me. So it's still rolling. Yeah. Uh, but it's I like, like one of those things like simple. like uh, like your snipper clips or something. Like they keep giving in like specific new elements that they'll tie into each level, or yes. like or like a portal. You know what I mean? And you go through the portal, yeah. and you'll eventually learn. Oh, this is a new thing that I can do with the portal gun. And I have to incorporate it and mix it, mash in with all the other yep. old shit that I've learned to kind of help get myself forward. Yeah, this is essentially, you know, you, you, uh, you from the top of your head, you can push boxes mm-hmm. out your little box. And um, as the world's progress, you're exactly right. You get, you know, one box to start off with. and You have to solve how to get to the other end. Um, and then you get two boxes, three boxes, four boxes, and now you can you can bend them and make angles with the boxes and cool. all those different things. And you got to push buttons at times. And it almost reminds like the layout of it is very reminiscent of like a like a, a Mario uh, game. Yeah, like the side scroller like kind of thing. With, yeah, with, but with like a lot of boxes. And I think of boxes. I think of like your your coin boxes and stuff like that and your mystery sure. boxes that you get at mario so that's what it makes me think of with no guy with a mustache whatsoever um but i played that and then i i bought a game called golf peaks uh which is on the switch uh which is a little indie puzzle game where you're playing like little mini golf but you got to get around all of these uh it's a it's a puzzle game it's the exact same thing uh, but you've got you've got like different moves where you can do like I can hit this and it'll go two squares and I can hit this and it'll go one square and you got to get around sand pits and water and all that good stuff. Um, it's so a fun little say, game. This, this came out on Android iOS. I actually bought this game on Android cause it was, really? like, it was on sale for like 99 cents one day. I bought it like, I bought it probably like almost a year ago, close to a year ago. <laughs> I think right after it came out, it was on sale on Android. It's a, it's a nice little game. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really quirky and unique. I like it a lot. Speaking of the Android store, I forgot about something. Uh, the Play Pass just started up that you ah. can get. You know, we were talking about that. Yep, the five dollars um, thing. Yep, the five dollars, and you get like three hundred and fifty games or whatever. I went ahead and did it. I'm on like the month trial or week trial. I don't mm-hmm. know what the hell it is. Um, I will tell you that it's got Kotor on it. Nice. Um, it's got that that it's what is it? Portal. It's the Portal the game. The bridge construction one. Yeah, bridge construction. Yeah. Yep. Um, and there is nothing else that I'm interested on it whatsoever. Yeah, that's apparently supposed to have a lot of like other apps, like paid for apps that you can get that are on there too. That they've it mixed does. into it as well. But and I'll I'll tell you, they're good apps that are on there. Uh-huh. But they're good enough apps that I'd already bought them already. Oh. Like they are the game. They are the apps that I use. It's like Moon Reader for like your EPUB files and stuff like that. I gotcha. And there's a like the calculator that I really like that I use like it's shit that I've already bought and I'm like well damn I already own this stuff why yeah. would I need this subscription I kind of felt like that that was the direction that they're going like yeah I've seen I don't have Kotor on there just because I felt like Kotor on an Android device even though the ones that we have now are built like the PCs probably that came out back in the day and it could yeah. probably run it with no problem but I just didn't really feel like that would be a good fit playing that game with like a touch screen type of a thing unless they completely redid it and did something unique with it to kind of be like you're 
subject to move in. It's almost like a point-to-click adventure kind of a thing. Yeah. So I don't think I would really bother with it. Plus, honestly, it's it's on sale enough. Like, because I think it's supposed to be like ten bucks or something normally by itself. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then I think it's on sale enough for like two or three bucks that if I really wanted to justify it, I would just go out and buy it. (laughs) You know what I mean? And kind of scrap doing the five dollar thing for it. I was like, if I'd rather have it, uh, if I if I was going to really play it, and I wanted it mobile, I'd I'd wait for a Switch port that I'm sure will happen within the next year if yeah. I really want to. Easily, uh, not to mention the fact that there's companies out there like uh, Liberetro um, and other people that do like uh, mods and stuff for um, and, and jailbreak things like Switches and other consoles and stuff that. There, there have been jailbreaks out for the Switch to get uh, original Xbox games, Dreamcast games, stuff like that on there for a couple months now. They keep putting out oh, new versions you. out that customize it and stuff. But I've seen people running things like, like Dreamcast quality games or PlayStation quality games or Xbox quality games that are already running on that kind of a thing in the first place. Nice. There's no reason why it couldn't run on it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How about you? I played an indie title from That Game Company, which is the name of the company, That Game yes. Company. Um, it's the people that made Flower and Journey. Um, and this game came out a few years ago. It's called Abzu. Um, I tested it out just to see because it was on Game Pass. It's been on there for a while now. Um, but it's a, it's a quick playthrough. Um, it's very... Everything about That Game Company's games is always just nothing about the atmosphere. The game is designed to not make you feel like stressed in any way shape or form they're almost like relaxation almost semi-meditation games so much to the point where this one is a complete underwater adventure um you start as this diver and she's going underneath the water and you can actually breach back up to the top but everything you you have like basically indefinite air supply so you're underneath the water um you can interact with the fish you can even ride on the backs of like manta rays and whales and stuff like that too like clinging on to them but um, you use these little robot things that you find on the ground to kind of interact with different objects and uh, to kind of bring other sea life back to the ocean that's been dead. Um, so there's like these little, almost looks like like little ritual stone things that are in the ground. The robot and you flash onto it kind of a thing and it'll say the name of the fish and it, like a bunch of them swim back out, out into the ocean and you can see them. They're like, oh, here's tiger sharks being reintroduced back into this ocean now that have been you know dead for years or whatever in this world um so it's all just kind of just like a smooth relaxing game there's a there's a there's like i was getting ready to say earlier there's there's even a stone that you can set your character down on called meditation stones and you can basically transform yourself into those fish and just swim around as the fish as just kind of a, a smooth cool thing just side thing to do you don't have to do it if you don't want to but it's just there yeah um it seems like there's a general storyline to it. it. It's kind of uh, weird and unique. Uh, there's these portal things that open up that you can swim into, and it's almost like ancient things that are underneath the oceans, and parts of these oceans are dying. And you go into these portals, and there's this like kind of almost like a pedestal thing in the distance that you swim to, and you can interact with the pedestal, and that brings that segment of the ocean back to life. Um, and it gives you basically kind of like opens up like a new area for you to explore. And they're all very different. Like I said, you go be like, you'll swim in one area. It might be like sunset kind of a thing. So the whole water is like now beaming with the sun being orange. So the whole water is like this warm orange color all around you while you're swimming around. Um, very bright segments. There's segments where it's dark. So you can see like lamprey eel, you know, the lamp fish things that have the 
I don't know what they're called. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. They have like yeah, the I little lamp light thing on the top of it. So mm-hmm. You see the dark segments where you see like bioluminescent animals and jellyfish and stuff flying around. Um, but it's, it's a really cool, awesome, easy experience. Again, like I said before, dozens of times now. If you have Game Pass, there's no reason not to get it. It's a fun, unique experience. Um, it's very relaxing, and it, it's actually really good to get uh, achievements on if you care about that, or trophies on, uh, because it's the same on uh, PlayStation as well, um, because you just kind of play through the game and get all of them unlocked. It's a quick way to get a bunch of shit. There's not a ton of different like side things you got to do that's crazy and over the top to kind of get this one achievement of platinum your trophy. There's like one or two things. One of them is like you go through these... Um, underwater trenches that have these like little speedways you know what i mean like a like a little flow passage that you just kind of fly on and um inside of those there's like groups of schools of fish that are uh, kind of swimming around if you swim into the fish they kind of light up and they make you boost forward a little bit faster oh, okay. um and there's one achievement that i got that was like boost through 15 things of fish and there's enough of those segments that it, there's no way you would be able to not be able to do that because there's so many different boosting pads that you can kind of get to but it's a really cool, unique experience. I recommend anybody trying it. Um, nice. That's nice. the only like new thing that I've actually checked out. Um, what about movies or TV stuff? Um, this is the week of like all the new shows start. Mm-hmm. Well, except for I guess last week is when uh, American Horror Story started. Yeah. Um, but I watched the first episode of that. Have you watched that yet? No, not yet. Okay. It's 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 uh good. I'm I'm excited for it. I'm sure it's gonna be. A, uh, a slow kind of crawl mm-hmm. um, like they have been usually but and I'm I'm not expecting to anything crazy but to be entertained uh, with that it looks like that will happen um, but I watched uh, the first episode of the Connors came out this week cool um, which I, I dig uh, it is seamless uh, no beats missed ready to go season two um, all of your favorite stories picked up right where they belong Um no Roseanne, uh, what are you going to do? It happens. Uh, they're all making the best of it. Um, if you're not watching the show and you like Roseanne, um, you should be. Uh, because it's all of the other pieces just without Roseanne. So it's good. Yeah, it's not like she That's was in every watch. scene of every episode before anyways. There's always no, story beats I mean, that have their own shit that she wasn't yeah. a part of. Yeah. Exactly. But that's what I've been watching. How about you? Uh, I picked up and watched the uh, the first couple of episodes of Legion because I'd never got to check it out yet. Did I've you been really? talking okay. about it. Um, I watched th- the first episode a long time ago. And that yeah, was this, is, this is by far probably the best um, X-Men property thing that I think I've ever seen. Like, okay. better than any of the movies, um, which wasn't, like, a super high bar to hit. But um, <laughs> but to me, I, I think it's insanely well done. I really like it. Um, I think I'm... I think I'm three episodes in now, three chapters. I think the first season's only like, they're only like 10 episode seasons, except for the last one, I think, is the third season is like only eight, I think, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Um, is it over? Yeah, it's over. The third season was the last one. Okay. It, it just wrapped up this summer, I think. It's a summer show. Um, nice. But uh, yeah, the first, it, it, I love all of the back and forth stuff being inside of David's mind. Um, uh-huh. For those that don't know, Legion is based on. Um, Professor Xavier's son, Legion, who is David Haller. Um, so it's all kind of centered around his character kind of coming to terms and realizing that his schizophrenia is not actually schizophrenia, and these people are trying to train him because he's like one of the most, if not the most powerful telepath in the Marvel universe, if you will, or at least the X-Men mutant universe. Um, 
and it's all kind of this first season is just kind of a deep dive into his mind helping him so far like rewrite parts of his memory coming to terms with the fact that he's not been crazy this whole time he's actually had powers and he's just never known how to handle it and people have always treated him like he's fucking nuts so he just doesn't know how to do it so they're basically kind of rewriting his brain in a way to try and make him show him you know like this is who you are this is what you can do and now all we have to do is you know get you right mentally so that way we can help you control and hone your powers um which you know i think in the comics he's never really had a full grasp on it he's always been like super volatile as a character and never really been able to control much of things it seemed like um yeah but it's really well done i love the the actors that they have for it i love uh Arbuth Plaza's character is really well done. The guy that plays David's super awesome too. I think he played Beast in the newest version of Beauty and the Beast, the live action one. I think he's the oh. he's the prince whenever you see him. Like no no beastiness, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, but no bestiality. No bestiality. Uh, Always Sunny just started up. Uh, speaking of all of yeah. the things starting, we watched uh, yesterday was literally the uh, the season fourteen premiere episode. It's awesome. They. But the last season ended so like we, which we talked about before on the show it ended so on such a um, almost like seemingly sweet sad note because like Mac finally came came out as gay he did this whole yeah. like dance number and stuff for his dad and stuff and um, it picks up like nothing happened kind of a thing like they're still doing crazy over the top shit this whole episode is literally them starting uh, a quote unquote Airbnb inside their apartment and they're trying to the concept of it is them trying to uh, make couples happen, like, like, like a girl, <laughs> like matchmaker. A girl, co- a girl comes over and they they act like Dennis is accidentally like he accidentally double booked his Airbnb. Mac did, so they have like, <laughs> oh, we might as well just stay in the same room. I'll just sleep on the, I'll sleep on the floor. It's no big deal, kind of a thing. And it all just fucking goes horribly wrong. Um, but it, it's it's really good. Um, like I said, the story beats in each episode is usually completely unique. So. You could honestly fall into season fourteen, not even watching any of the old stuff, and love it just as much. Uh, it, it's That's an true. amazing show, and um, something that we planned on doing. Me and uh, I, I, I was planning on doing just as like a little bonus snippet with uh, with Mandy to have um, come out sometime in the future. Um, me and her both watched that movie, The Dead Don't Die. So, uh, oh yeah, I thought about cool. recording like a kind of a spoiler cast thing of us just kind of talking about it at length, but um. Do you remember the Johnny Depp movie Dead Man? It's a yeah, weird I don't, black and I white movie. I can't say that I actually watched it all the way through. It's uh it's a really weird almost has like a semi dark comedy feel to it. It's the same director, uh-huh. same director. And this movie has That's right. this movie has a lot of the same kind of feel to that to me. Um, gotcha. very weird, very quirky. I like it a lot. There's uh there's segments where Bill Murray and Adam Driver both are self-aware that they're in a movie. <laughs> in, in this movie like they talk about like yeah. there's a point in time where bill murray's character is just like you're so calm you're so so much more calm than normal i don't understand how you're so calm he's just like well i, I read the script and he's just like you read the script like the whole script he's just like yeah yeah i read i read the script they only gave me they only gave me the parts that i have in it he goes well i read the whole thing so i know how it ends <laughs> and like that's literally <laughs> a conversation that happens back and forth at a point in time in the movie <laughs> That's awesome. That was just like almost like they shouldn't have been filming, but they just left it in kind of a thing. <laughs> uh, what you got on music? On what? Music. Oh, that. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, that, that, that next thing we talk about? 
of that thing. Uh, Blink-182's new album, Nine, came out. I listened uh, to it, too. For better or for worst of uh, people. You listened to it? I did. Cool. I'd like to hear what you think. Um, so I listened to it and enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much... Uh, it's, it is pop punk mm-hmm. at, at, at its core. Uh, I mean, especially... It's, it's pop punk that grows with the times. Mm-hmm. So it, it, if you aren't into today's pop then you may not be into do today's pop punk as much. Yes. Uh, but um, I think it's got some good songs in there. There's, I mean, there's some things that are kind of fall flat or just don't, the songwriting seems a little bland in mm-hmm. it. And I, I, cause I, I won't stand up for everything. I'm like, it's amazing. Uh, but there are some really good songs on there and some really just good ideas that are kind of flushed out in there. Um, you know, I, from the beginning when it came out, I was, really into that song dark side mm-hmm. uh, that i thought that was a really good a, a really good single that kind of came out of there but i really i even like the first track the first time is a, is a good song on there if you don't really like mark singing then i don't know if this is for you uh but mark sings a lot i was really surprised at how much he sang in this album i think there's only you know one or two songs that really matt takes the whole lead of the song really it's 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 a mark show when it comes vocally wise uh, but you know the drums are really spot on. I feel like they got a chance to kind of experiment, and Travis got to do a lot of his more producing side of things. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. How how was your thought on it? I enjoyed. I did like Dark Side. I uh, I think I like uh, parts of the middle of the album more so um, than others. Like uh, I think. Like the pen- singles aren't even great. No, I, 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 I hate Blame It on the Youth, and I really wish I hated you. Um, but Yeah, they're not the best songs, I agree with that. Not at all. They're, I feel like there's probably a good three-fourths of this album that I don't like, because I'm not a huge fan of the today's pop punk. Like Most of the Fall yeah. Out Boy albums, the Panic stuff, that all falls generally flat with me. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know if it's just I, something about just the way that it hits me. It just, I, it, I guess I'm not ready to go up with the next generation of music of, <laughs> of pop punk, if you will. Um, but okay. it just, it hits me in some wrong spots and I'm just not a huge fan of, but like, uh, songs like black, uh, black, black rain, I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah. pin in the grenade, stuff like that. Like, I like, I like, I like, I like, I like a lot of those tracks, but there's, there's like probably a good, it's like 15 there's probably a good f- yeah. four to five tracks maybe like i said like a third of the album that i i genuinely enjoy um cool. which is which is good for me because like i said like there's oh well, there's a fallout boy <laughs> album you know like the most recent one and i've listened to it and i liked zero of it so yeah i mean it, it all fell fairly flat for me um i was never a big huge fan of mark singing like kind of full front all the time type of a thing but um, yeah. th- it wasn't bad on those songs that I enjoy. Um, I, I like having Matt being a part of it as well, still consistently. Um, it's always going to be weird not having not having Tom in Tom the band. But uh, but you know it, it is what it is now. This is this is a Blink One Eighty Two for a new generation, basically, and Absolutely. that that's a they grew they grew with the band in the direction that I guess pop punk is going and and in in the right way that they needed to go. So if you do like bands like that, like right. like the new Fallout Boy, the new Panic at the Disco, any mm-hmm. of that kind of flavor stuff, they they grew with that kind of direction. So if you like that stuff, you're definitely gonna love this album because I feel like it all has that flavor to it. Yeah, it uh, it was it's interesting to me how uh, 
it's it's been a pretty divisive album i had a feeling that there would be a lot of people that wouldn't be into it but it it is definitely outside of i i think you're you're probably the first person i've heard that has a i like some of it but there's a lot of people like i hate this it's horrible and then other people like this is the direction they needed to take and it feels like they actually are progressing Whereas, and I didn't really see it, but I guess that the album before this, California, was taken more as a step back for them as a progression, and that it was more just like a, they just did what was comfortable and easy, whereas this was a little bit more out of people's comfort zones yeah. as fans for it. Um, but cool. I'm glad you, I'm glad you at, least, at least liked some of it. Yeah, um, for sure. But that's all I've been listening to. What about you? I did my homework. I listened to Korn's new album, The Nothing. How'd you feel about it? I felt like, and this is this is how I'm gonna go with it. Yeah, uh, this is probably the best album that they've released in the last ten years. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I've just grown out of corn or what, but I didn't really care for the album still that much. Um, no, it's I, got, I I will never listen to it again. No, it's got some good flavor. It's got some good beats to it. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. like drum beats. I'm talking about some like where it hits and where it misses. It has definitely yeah. has a lot of fall flat moments that are reminiscent of a lot of more modern corn albums. But as far as a direction to go, it seems like they're stepping in a direction that is very reminiscent of what they used to have more so than yeah. where they were headed. So it seems like almost like somebody in a producer aspect was just like, hey, maybe we should kind of go back this direction. And we're we're kind of merging ourselves back with a little bit closer to Untouchables. And yeah. that's okay with me. you know. And it's good. I, I, I enjoyed what I listened to for that first time. Will I ever go back again? Probably not. Um, yeah. The the the, uh, the bagpipes at the beginning was, uh, was pretty cool. The weird whimper cry that happened shortly thereafter... Yes was kind of <laughs> odd to me and very Jonathan Davis in a certain context. But at the same time, I was kind of like, I don't know about this, <laughs> but there um, was an interview where, where head had said, I'm glad that Jonathan got out of his dubstep phase was what he said. Yeah, Cause his solo album is atrocious. I listened to some of the tracks <laughs> off of his solo stuff too, just after this, because he yeah. had an album come out, I think last year that was a solo. Yeah. Album that's too. right. Yeah. And, uh, it's not good at all. It's pretty bad. He said, what it is, what it is. Yeah. That was, I think that was the single on it too. I wasn't, yeah. I was not a fan. Um, did you know while they but were as looking homework, for a as drummer, homework, yeah, as homework is concerned and stuff, I, I, I feel like, this is uh, this is pretty good. I, I was I enjoyed your 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 choice of giving it to me. I, <laughs> I swallowed the choice, and you did it swallow. came out a little medium rare. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. I, li- I like. What were the, you saying about the, the the drummer? Oh, while they were looking for a drummer, because I think between this album and the last is uh-huh. when David left. Yeah, um, and that Travis Barker actually did the demo drums for this album. He wow. didn't do the what was recorded, but he did the demo drums while they were in the writing phase for it. That's awesome. And I was like, oh, I wish I could hear that those drums because that would be a totally different album. Travis Barker is probably one of the fucking busiest people I've ever right? seen in my entire <laughs> life. Like he, he's like anything that's like hip hop DJs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he has his own DJ shit that he does. Blink, yep. all still. And a couple other side projects too that he does, and I think even some solo stuff maybe, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, like he just so much just random shit. Like there is never not a song that is like in the top ten that doesn't say featuring Travis Barker on drums or something next to it. And yeah, it, it's like he's he has to be like one of the richest drummers in the entire world. 
He uh he played they played Riot Fest uh I think it was last weekend up in Chicago. Chicago yeah. And uh and like I don't know I think it was the night that they played after they got done playing he was DJing at a club yep. that same night. And I was they, like, Jesus uh, Christ. They uh Nick Jennings from up at the UGC yeah. studios. Him and Joe Fries they went to uh they went to Riot Fest and they went to that club afterwards too to watch oh, cool. him. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. They said it was good times. Uh, did you read anything recently? Yeah, you know did I talk it? about Galaxy's Edge yet? About the the book that I had finished reading, the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I think you briefly touched on it was a thing that was happening, but we never discussed it. Okay. Actually, like you had read it. I finished reading it. Um, it was a five issue miniseries that uh, was part of the the actual Star Wars canon, as is the Galaxy's Edge Park, and this was to kind of set up and tell stories within it. Um, there's a uh, I always call it the Hammerhead uh, alien. That you know that you see in the original Star Wars trilogy, uh, kind of has like a, a weird like L-shaped neck if you look at it from a profile, um, and there's one of those creatures, and his name is Doc Ondar, and uh, Doc Ondar runs a a uh, a uh, antique store essentially um, at the Black Spire Outpost, which is what Galaxy's Edge is, and so uh, each of these issues is kind of Doc Ondar telling a story about how he got part of got a piece in his antique shop and there's a there's a group of uh, I don't they're thieves or they're uh, what was it, what they always called Han Solo he was a, a, a smuggler smuggler kind of smuggler type people and they're looking for the sword is what their whole goal is and they're gonna break into uh, Doc Ondor's antique shop to find this sword. What are you smiling about? Nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> Is that the way I say Doc Ondor? No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with what you're talking about right now. Okay. I'm good. listening to everything that you're saying, but I'm looking at something else, <laughs> and it just made me smile real big. But each issue uh, pulls in a story of a, a piece or something to do with Doc Ondor's antique shop, and it's an old story. It's a story that he's telling about. Um, one of the first issue is Han Solo and Chewbacca are um, going to get. Uh, they need a the baby Sarlacc is what Doc Ondar wants for the shop. So it's going to get a, a baby Sarlacc. Uh, the next one is a story that has to do with Greedo. The next story is a, a story that has to do with Hondo, which is in uh, Clone Wars and uh, Rebels. Hondo uh, Jabo. Ne- uh, what is his last name? I don't remember his last name. Uh, but then the the fourth issue is Doctor Aphra from the from the Darth Vader series, um, and then the fifth one is kind of just the story coming to an end, uh, where the the uh, smugglers are trying to get one up on Doc Ondar, and they end up uh, losing, and the sword gets there's a, the sword becomes whole, and there's this whole thing. But it was a really neat story, and I liked how it all tied together, and the way that they were able to pull in. Uh, old stories from the uh, the other uh, characters within the Star Wars universe. That's really cool. Uh, but it, I'm sure it'll be collected pretty soon. So yeah, and it, probably shortly thereafter be on uh, Comicsology and I'll have to check it so, out once it actually gets there. <laughs> Absolutely, but that was good. And then um, I read Batman Damned not too long ago. I don't think I've talked about that either. Um, but that was a really good uh, a, a really good read. They uh, it was a solid. You know, it's three issues. Um, it's got uh, the creative team that was behind the Joker story that we talked about a while back. Yeah. Uh, but, but essentially, it's a it, the Joker's dead, and what? Why did that happen? Did Batman kill the Joker? 
did sure. who what what happened uh, with it because Batman kind of wakes up in a uh, in a blur and doesn't uh, that he doesn't really remember exactly what happened um, and then he kind of goes and he sees Alfred and he sees Swamp Thing and he's having these flashbacks about his parents getting divorced and the and John Constantine's there the entire time trying to help Batman with it. But Batman just kind of wants to keep away from Constantine and doesn't want to really deal with that. Um, and that whole, it's over three issues, and the whole thing kind of comes together to where um, it looks as though in this story, Bat, uh, Joker didn't actually die. It was Batman that died, and he's dealing with his death, um, that he took it too far, um, and that he was he was actually fighting the Joker, but the Joker fell off the bridge, not Batman. And Batman ended up actually dying. Um, and he's um, kind of passing away. And all of his interactions through this whole series are just people that can see ghosts or can see the dead or are um, already dead. So, like, he sees Alfred and Alfred's dead in this story already uh and he's kind of a ghost his parents he sees his parents and they're dead constantine's who he's dealing with constantine is someone who can see dead people um the swamp thing's in there at one point in time but swamp thing doesn't you you realize as you kind of read through it and you kind of maybe flip through a couple pages you go wait a second swamp thing didn't even really see batman he was just there like there wasn't any interaction so it's kind of it's real neat like it's a thinker in there but it's it's a real neat story um, that kind of just stemmed off of it just being the Batman Wiener book, uh, but it really is a, a really solid story, and uh, I was I was excited to read it. Man, uh, yeah, it sounds like you love some Bat Dick then. <laughs> you know I do. Um, I'm all over it. I read uh, the next continuation of the Batman Volume series that I've been reading the the 2016 ones. Um, oh, cool. So it's Batman Volume Four. It's Year Zero, Secret City. Yes. And that's the all like precursor to like year one shit. This is like Batman mm-hmm. whenever he's like in his early twenties. Um, he right, still yeah. hasn't even gotten to the cave at that point in time yet, and it's kind of like the precursor to all of that. Um, the whole front end of everything is him wearing like fake people's masks and stuff like that that look like he's like blending in with society because he doesn't have like a cowl or anything on. At this point, he's not Batman yet even, but he's still fighting against the Red Hood gang because those are the people that are out prowling on the town and they've kind of got a whole army basically amassed and um, he's kind of trying to find means to take down Red Hood 1. And uh, nice. Red Hood number 1 eventually, like the whole... They, they, they go through this whole motion of everything and they find that Red Hood 1 and this gang are making something... And the only facility that they could tie anything back into that they were trying to go to was Ace Chemicals. And it ends up making it to where Red Hood 1 actually ends up becoming Joker, basically. Because uh, they get in a fight at one point in time. He gets knocked into that. Um, parts of the rest of the end which, of this. Is that... That's a... What story is that? Is that from... Is that from the Batman, like the 66 Batman? Is that... Somebody was the Red Hood and it was like a, a dome... Yeah, it's a giant, and, tall dome. Yeah, and he went into the vat and became the Joker, yeah, I thought. Yeah. I thought that that was... Is that what happened in the 66 Batman? I think so, yeah. Okay. 
Um, oh, that's cool. But that's what this ties into. And then the, all, the end of the story, it ends before you even see him like become Joker. It's the, like, the last thing is like you see him like falling into the bat kind of a thing, and it's just kind of uh-huh. over. But they have some more stuff that kind of tail ends the end of it, which I think we're all supposed to be like, uh, not issue zeros, but kind of like one-offs that are tied to the same arc, and it's kind of Batman even younger um, whenever he's off on his journey of trying to you know become Batman. Um, okay. There's one issue of him learning to become a fighter, and he's like in this pit, and different people are jumping down in the pit, and he's just like beating the piss out of everybody, but he won't kill them. And this lady that's the head of this organization is, it, it's not like, uh, it's not League of Shadows, but it's, it's a different group. And they say something, they say something to the effect of like, you know, you have, you know what you have to do to get out. You're going to have to kill them. You can't, you can't just keep fighting them. And he's just like, I'm not going to do this. And he just keeps fighting and fighting and fighting and doesn't give up. And all these people are just like, he's a demon. He doesn't give up kind of a thing. Um, hmm. There's an issue where he's with this guy that's a huge drug lord in like South America somewhere. And he's the one that teaches him how to drive basically. Um, and there's an issue where he's in, uh, I think Ukraine or Russia. And it's a guy that goes, putting all these people are basically putting him through different trials. Like the final mm-hmm. one is a car chase. They're in like a high profile car and he's trying to get away from these police. Um, and, uh, the one where he's in Ukraine, he's learning how to, piece together different bits of technology to try and find means to get out of this place that's supposed to be like impossible to get out of um and this scientist is kind of teaching him how to build and do all these things so it even says in the top corner like uh bruce wayne location ukraine age 22 um you know like bruce wayne age 24 uh south america or something and it it just goes through like those goes through those beats and showing you like this is how you learn how to drive a car so good. You know, why he's why he is able to evade and do all this shit. This is why he, he knows how to build all this tech. You know, he doesn't get it all just straight from, you know, Fox and everything from Bruce Wayne Enterprises. But he also kind of customizes and builds himself. But he knows how to do it because he learned and trained this way. Um, yeah. That's kind of how it ends. Is just kind of going on those beats of, like, him growing up and being off and away from uh, Gotham. And, and everybody kind of thinking he's dead, but he was gone for years just training and building up and learning all these things so it was a cool unique take i think that's the last the last of the volumes that's on unlimited for me to read that's in that that series after this i'll have to purchase to read more but it's really cool i think the next one that i looked up to is another year zero but it's more of a continuation on the main story proper so i think that one will actually be like the first time that like he actually encounters joker and he finds out that it's like red hood guy um i see so i I think that's like kind of the build-up of those things but if That's you that. read them fast enough, you should just get the DC Universe app for like a month or two, and because uh, they're all on there. Yeah. So that'd be that'd be cool. Uh, you have anything else? I don't. I don't. I know what I got for you. What? You know what I got for you? What? What'd you get? I got you some manly favors. You got some manly favors. Manly favors from Marion, Illinois. <laughs> What is it? Oh, God. Manly man. Favors, Marion, Illinois. Awesome head. Best in town. No pictures, no stats, no 20 questions, no spam. Just great head. <laughs> and uh, that, I, I feel New Zealand.
This has been an IFNZ production. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>